0: Well, we want to get in tonight for the next few minutes, next little while. I heard Jim kind of making fun of me. Yeah, I did. I heard it. Because he started saying, you know, I'm not going to be before you long ago. Now, I know pastor always says that. And all y'all laugh. I'm walking in love. But let me say, I do not plan (laughs) to be before you extra long tonight. Maybe long, but not extra long. We're talking about keys to manifestation. This is part two of this. We talked about being thankful this morning. You know, I was coming to church this morning thinking about... uh, I talked in Minister's Etiquette today about creating a time deficit or a time asset in your life. And uh, I thought to myself, how much time can be redeemed today just by the technology we have? You know, when uh, Pastor Michelle and I first started getting a hold of the Word, I remember we were believing God financially in our lives for some things. Well, we were watching uh, Brother Copeland and Creflo Dollar, uh, But I was at work all day, and she was home with uh, babysitting kids. And so she would record the Believer's Voice of Victory and uh, uh, Creflo's program. And uh, then I would come home, and I would watch it when I got off work. But here's the point. We had to record it. You had to set the recorder and record it. Listen, today you can go to YouTube, put anybody's name in, and and get page after page after page of words. Amen. Today we don't have the excuse that people had in the previous generation of not having access to the word like we would like. It's available everywhere. You can catch up. Amen. Amen. Isn't that great? And, And that's why I'm saying this even about this morning's message. I saw when I got home this afternoon, it was already up. So our AV department does a really good job. It's already there. If you weren't here this morning, go watch it, listen to it. It's available. Uh, All the products free of charge. Just get what you want uh, because we got to get a hold of this, all right? And so the Lord said to us that 2020 was the year of expectation, manifestation, and transformation. And He said something that I'm going to emphasize. He said that Look for things to occur quicker than ever before in 2020. As an emphasis is placed on my word. And then he said 2020 will be a year of manifestation of your expectation. And so as I meditated on that, I thought I have to talk about keys to manifestation. And we talked this morning about the first key is being thankful, being grateful. Amen. The second key to manifestation is rejoicing. Now, this is important because rejoicing is the sound of your faith. Rejoicing is the sound of your faith. In other words, rejoicing is evidence of what you believe. It's evidence of what you believe. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 20. And we'll start in verse 14. Rejoicing is the sound of your faith. I I want us to move away from this. I've heard this for so many years. People will say, you know, I want you to act like you're going to act when what you're believing for occurs. That's not faith. If, if you wait to act that way after it occurs, that's not faith. That's mental assent. That's sight-based believing. Rejoicing is faith because it's done beforehand. Look at your neighbor and say, I perceive that you're a rejoicer. Tell your other neighbor, say, I perceive that you are a rejoicer. Amen. 2 Chronicles 20, let's start in verse 14. Guys, we'll go down through 22. Now, this is a familiar passage of Scripture. Let's break it down, though. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph. Now, it's important. He's a singing Levite. This man's not a prophet. All right? He's a Levite. He's a singer. The Spirit of the Lord came on him in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken all of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor be dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle, notice, is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They come up by the cliff of Ziz. You shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord Worshiping the Lord. And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Notice, and they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tokoah. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, He appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Now, that's a familiar passage of Scripture, but I want you to see something. These verses are not in the Bible so we can focus on the challenge they were facing. I mean, they had a great multitude that had come against them. Their one tribe, the tribe of Judah, they had a great multitude that had come against them. There was no hope. There was no way out. And very often the focus becomes that. These verses are not there to focus on the challenge. The focus is on the outcome. What we see in these verses is a blueprint for victory. All right? The first thing we see is that they received a word from God. Right? The first thing is that they received a word from God. Now, this is important because notice in verse 14... The Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, and he said, don't be afraid or dismayed. Why? The battle's not yours. It's the Lord. You'll not need to fight. Set yourselves, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. So the first thing that they received was a word from God. And what was it? Don't be afraid. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. Now, that doesn't mean, and I'm going to clarify this, the battle is not yours. That doesn't mean we don't have a part to play. But he says the battle is not yours. Amen. In order to see manifestation, I have to understand what my part is. And he says here, your part is not the battle. That's the Lord's part. Amen. Amen. So God was playing here. You won't have to fight. That's not your part. Then he goes on, notice, and he says in verse 20, look, notice with Jehoshaphat, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they stood, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. So he lays out their part. What is it? Believe in the Lord your God. In his ability to do what he said. He said you won't have to fight and the battle's not yours. And he says believe that. Believe that. What God said to us about 2020, believe that. you got to believe it. It's going to be a year of the manifestation of your expectation. It's going to be a year when things happen for you quicker than they ever have before as you put the emphasis on the Word of God. I got to believe that. Amen. It's what you believe that comes to pass. Amen. Believe His prophets. Believe in the Lord your God. To believe in the Lord our God is to believe in His power, His ability to do something. God. I believe that you have the power to do this. I believe that you're going to do this. And then he said, notice, believe his prophets. Believe what the Lord said through them. Believe what God said. Amen. Believe what he said and believe he'll perform what he said. What did he say? Then you believe that Amen. You believe in His power and His ability to bring to pass what He said He would do. And that's why every year, not you, because you believe God. There are people you know that hear the same thing you hear, and yet they don't walk in the reality of it because they don't believe it. It's a simple issue of not believing what God said. Not believing that He can do it. Now, there's not one believer that will say, well, I don't believe God can do that. Folks, listen. It's just like I said this morning. When you choose to complain, you choose to be ungrateful. When you choose to not believe, it's because you don't believe God's going to do it. Amen. Then Let me move on. <laughs> Believe what he said and believe that he will perform what he said. Verse 21. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers to the Lord. That they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. This is so important. God didn't tell him to do that. You've heard ministers say, well, and the Lord told him to send the praisers first. No, he didn't. It's not there. He consulted with the people and said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put singers out in front of the army, and they're going to praise God. Why? For what he said he would do. Amen. He appointed praisers to praise the, word, to, to praise the Lord. Now, here, listen, what's our part? Rejoicing. What's God's part? Taking care of the battle. What's my part? Rejoicing. What's my part? Praising. What's my part? Being thankful. What's his part? Working it out. Changing the circumstance. Turning the the issue around. God's part is the battle. My part is the rejoicing. Amen. Amen? Amen? If we believe God and believe what he said, our part is to praise and rejoice. That's our part. Our part is to praise and rejoice. That word praise, it means to praise. Here it is, to boast, to be boastful, or to celebrate. I'm boasting in God that I believe what he said. Listen, the best way to describe this is two little boys sitting around saying, my daddy can whip your daddy. Amen. That little boy is just boasting in his daddy. He, listen, he may not have ever seen his daddy in a fight, but he just knows that his daddy can whip your daddy. What these praisers were doing was boasting in God and boasting in his ability to do what he said he would do. Amen. Notice there's, this is such a, a, a powerful verse. Psalm chapter 34 and verse 2. Notice this. It's the same word. He says he says uh, uh, that, that he sent them to praise the Lord in the beauty of holiness and to praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Notice, David said this, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. And what will happen? The humble will hear that boast and be glad. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, people around you will start hearing you boast in God and it'll change their outlook. Amen. That, that word when it says the humble, it's the poor, afflicted, depressed in mind. That's what it means. The poor, the afflicted, and the depressed in mind will hear me boasting and get glad. Amen. Now there are people who say, well, you know, that's not my personality. It better get to be your personality this year. Because the more you boast, the more God will do. The less you boast, the less God can do. Your rejoicing and your praising and your boasting are an avenue for God to begin to move in your life. It's a key to manifestation. And he said, the humble will hear thereof and be glad. Because my soul is boasting in God. Amen. Now look at uh, 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 4. This is when we kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it. This is after they came to them and said there was this great multitude. Verse 4, Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Do you not rule over the kingdoms of the heathen? And in your hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and you gave it to the seed of Abraham your friend forever? He's just got word that he's surrounded by an innumerable amount of people. There's no way out. Defeat is imminent. And he brings the people into the house of God and starts telling God how great he is. Hallelujah. You're the one. Aren't you our God that drove out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and gave it to your friend Abraham forever? He started boasting in God. Amen. Because there's times I can't do it. I can't figure out how it's going to happen. I don't know how the manifestation of what I'm believing for is going to come to pass in the sense that I may not conceive see it, but I can start boasting in God. And when I start boasting in God, it can be any Lord, I remember when I had this situation and you brought me out. I remember when the doctor said there was no hope, but I'm still here today. I remember when my finances were a mess and I couldn't find my way out. And God, you delivered me and you set me free and you brought me out and you prospered me. God, you're great. Your name is worthy to be praised. Amen. Do you see that? What hinders many people's manifestation is their failure to boast in God. Jehoshaphat could have got down here and said, what are we going to do? Oh my Lord. Oh, how are we going to? No, he started boasting in God. He started boasting in God. When they were told there was a great multitude, notice his response. He began to magnify God. He began to boast in God. Now look at verse 9. If when evil comes on us as the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in your presence, for your name is in this house, and cry unto you in our affliction. Notice what he said. Then you'll hear us and you'll help us. Notice that. That's powerful. If when we're under pressure, when things are wrong, when things are going wrong, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand up and start glorifying your name and boasting in you. And you'll hear us and you'll help us. Amen. You'll hear us. Say it out loud. He'll hear us. You'll hear us. And he'll help us. He'll help us. Now, now, understand something. This had to already be in him. He didn't have time to work this up. Are you with me? He didn't have time to go think, what do I need to do? If rejoicing is not already in you, it can't come out of you. Remember that wonderful, amazing, theologically sound book? First words matter. Last words stand. The first words out of your mouth in any circumstance is what is in you and what you believe. Jehoshaphat got this word and notice what he did. He immediately went to the the house of God and started glorifying God. You're great. You brought us out. You gave us this land. You drove the inhabitants out of this land. It was already there. There was already a heart of rejoicing. Listen, sometimes we try to get so spiritually astute and so spiritually deep that we abandon the things that please God. So many people in our word of faith circles, and I am word of faith, I'm as word of faith as, as you can be, but something will start going wrong and they just immediately want to start spouting a confession. Not going to happen to me. No, it's not. Not going to happen to me. Amen. You need to take a minute and calm down and say, Now, Lord, you're great. This circumstance is facing me. It sure enough is a challenge, but you're great. You made heaven and earth and all that's in them. You didn't need anybody's help. You did it all by yourself. And this is no issue for you. Right? And what are you doing? You're making your boast in God. And then you, and then you begin to, to bring His word to Him. And the Bible says that God then begins to magnify His word above all of His name. And you put Him in remembrance of His word. God, You said in Your word that if I would call upon You, You would be here. You would hear me. You would help me. I'm boasting in God. It's got to be there. If if it's not already there, it's not going to come out. Amen. So the victory didn't just happen. The focus very often is on the challenge and the spoil. The challenge they had and the fact that they were 3 days gathering the spoil. But these verses tell us how to get through the challenge and how to get through the, to the spoil. Magnify God and rejoice. Magnify God and rejoice. Magnify God and rejoice. And when we talk about magnify, very often it's, it's, it's ministered along these lines of just making God bigger. Well, that's true, but magnifying God is saying there's nothing that I can face that you can't handle. That you can't change. There, there's nothing that I will encounter that you can't turn. Amen. The victory didn't just happen, it was prepared for in advance. To, to answer with joy and rejoicing, it has to be in you. You've got to spend time cultivating the fruit of that spirit, uh, uh, the, the fruit of the, of the spirit of joy. you got to spend time rejoicing. And the way it gets in you is you rejoice over everything. You rejoice over the good things. You rejoice over the small things. You rejoice over what other people would say is minor things. But you stop and you boast in God. God, you did that. That, that didn't just happen. You did that. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And, and it doesn't matter what it is. Whatever it may be. It happened good. God did it. Because every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above. Uh, amen. In whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God did that. And you rejoice over it. Amen. The Lord said to me, He said, the sound of joy and rejoicing are to be heard in your house. The sound of joy and rejoicing needs to be heard in my house. Folks, I don't care how spiritual you act. I will see your spirituality in the way you respond to the tough time. Anybody can talk the word. But it's when the issue shows up, how do you respond? Amen. Remember what David said? He said, when I face a challenge, my soul will make her boast in you. The humble will hear me boasting and they'll get glad. Amen. When you're around somebody that's rejoicing, it starts rubbing off on you. And no matter what you're going through, it starts getting smaller, and you start thinking that it's not as big as, it, as you thought it was because somebody's boasting in God. Come on, remember what God did for you. You need somebody with that, with that faith cattle prod, right, sitting beside you, and you want to get over there and complain, that, right? Remember what God did for you. Remember when they said no hope. Remember when they said it can't happen. Remember when they said it. Amen. But look what God did. I'm boasting in the Lord. Amen. Am I helping you? Mm. So the sound of joy and rejoicing needs to be heard. Not the sound of complaining and wondering. Well, how are we going to do this? You're not. He is. Understand your part. I say, understand your part. Remember the message I taught step by step? I don't know if any of you remember that. Step by step. and, And we walked through that when you're believing God for something, how you approach it and the things that you do. And one of the things we said was God will give you a word. God will give you a scripture. God will give you a phrase. And we were walking through the adoption process with Lily. You remember the word, the scripture that God gave me, and it was the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and He turns it like the rivers of water. He turns it whichever way He sees fit. And 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 instead of the king, I put the judge's name in there. And I would get up every day, and the Lord, the Lord told me not to go to any other verses, to stay with that verse. Amen. And he said, he said, every time somebody asks you how things are going, you tell them it's simple and easy. Amen. Amen. What are you doing? Boasting in God. Boasting in God. This is what God said. This is how it's going to happen. Don't sit around and wonder. Well, how's this going to happen? And, and how about this? And how, and how are we going to this? And, and where's the money going to come from? You don't know and you can't ever figure it out. You won't be able to figure it out. Boast in God. Remember what the prophet said when he came to the king? And he said, look, why did, why did, you, why did you hire Israel to come help you fight? They're, they're, they're serving other gods. And he said, the Lord, watch, the Lord will fight for you. The Lord will help you. And he said, remember what he said? He said, what am I to do about this talents of gold that I've given and silver that I've given? And you remember what the man of God said? The Lord can give you more than that. And not just more, much more than that. Boasting in God. Oh, that? Yeah, God can give you a lot more than that. Yeah, but you know what I'm believing for, it costs this much. Oh, God can give you much more than that. Amen. I'll tell you, that was just really weak. That was pretty pathetic. Amen. Yeah, whatever you're believing for, God can give you a lot more than that. But I got a boast in it. I got to boast in it. Amen. Because when you start looking at figures and you start looking at numbers, they get big. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I remember when we paid something off not too long ago. It was a few thousand dollars. It, it had been a couple years ago. And, and I said, oh, Lord, thank you for that. And the Lord said to me, he said, well, the numbers are just going to get bigger. So you got to boast in God, not wonder about how we're going to do it. Where's it going to come from? How's this going to change? the doctor said impossible how will that ever change i don't know how and i no just start rejoicing in god that's why the that's why over and over again in the bible it says things like it's you that made us and not we ourselves We're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're the one that knows me. You know everything about me. Oh Lord, you know my uprisings and my downsettings. You know everything about me. If I fly to the top of the mountain, you're there. If I go to the bottom of the sea, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. God, you are everywhere. You know everything. You're God all by yourself. I don't need to know everything. You know everything. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. And I'm rejoicing, boasting in you. Amen. Amen. Have, you, have you ever heard somebody talk about somebody that's, you know, really good at something, and they'll say, yeah, if anybody can do it, they can. You ever heard that? They're boasting in that person. What about when a, when a problem arises or, or just a, a faith challenge? you got to believe God for something, not even a problem, something you're believing for. <laughs> Anybody can do it. God can. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Don't allow your rejoicing to be dampened by what you need. That's important. Amen. Amen. So the Lord said to me, the sound of joy and rejoicing should be heard in your home. Well, then I tell you, the sound of joy and rejoicing should be heard in your home. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, we've done that so much that we'll tell Lily, you know what time it is? Yep, praise parade. Amen. Amen. And she'll start she say, come on, come on, come on. Amen. 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 But don't get in front of her. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm up front. It's that Judah spirit. Now, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying. That needs to be something in a lot of homes, complaining, wondering, fretting. Oh, what's wrong with that? Oh, you know when he's sitting in there wondering about everything. Right? Hey, what, what's wrong, brother? Oh, the Lord just has to come through. That is not boasting in God. That is saying that God hasn't done what he said he would do. Your, 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 your voice is always boasting God, magnifying God. I was listening to Dr. Summerall, and uh, uh, he was uh, believing he had, he had started the first tele- his first television station in South Bend, Indiana. And, and they had uh, got the station. The station had went bankrupt, if I remember correctly. And in any event, he got it, and he was there the first day looking at what he had, and the guy came in, and Dr. Summerall said, how can I help you? He said, you see those windows up there? He said, yeah. He said, uh, they never paid me for those windows, so I'm here to take the windows out. And Dr. Summerall said, I told him, well, you know, it'd be kind of a funny-looking building with no windows. And uh, he said, well, I'm going to take them out because they owe me, you know, a certain amount of money. And he said, well, uh, he said, uh, uh, how much do they owe He said, well, $20,000. And he said, uh, those windows will make up half of it. And Dr. Summerall said, so if I gave you $10,000, you'd leave the windows? He said, yes. And he said, uh, Well, uh, if you come back tomorrow, this time I'll give you a check for $10,000. And he had no money. Dr. Summerall said something one time. He said, I've never had the money to do anything God asked me to do. That's freeing. What does that mean? It doesn't take money in my pocket or my account to make something happen. So he got on the, on the television that night, and, and he was talking, and he just laid the thing out, and he said, he said you know, uh, uh, if you want to help, uh, uh, go ahead. He said, we, we need $10,000 by tomorrow. The man's going to come take our windows. And uh, he said he got one phone call, and the lady said, well, I'll give $400. And he said, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, that's still $9,600. And uh, then another couple called, and, and they said, uh, you know, whatever you don't get will make up the difference. Well, he said, thank you. Well, he said, you know how people can be. And, and, and so uh, he was there the next day, and the lady came and gave him the check. Now watch, for $400. And she said, did you get everything you needed last night? And he said, yes, we got it all. Now they had not got the other check. But he said, the Lord told him, you tell everybody that I gave it to you last night. The other lady showed up, with the check she said did you get everything you needed he said yeah we got it last night she said now there was only one other phone call besides us did you get everything you needed he said yes we got it all she gave him a check paid it off he wrote out a check for ten thousand dollars paid off his windows if he hadn't boasted in God God will take care of that Say it out loud, God, God will, take care of that. will take care of that. Yeah, but that was unexpected, not to God. Amen. Amen. Remember what Brother Hagin used to say? He, he went home and they needed money and he went home from the meeting and didn't get near what he needed and was, and was going to get in bed and his wife said, well, she said, uh, uh, what you know, what? with offerings and, and, and started asking him questions. And he said, uh, uh, look, look, it, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Everything will be okay. Let's just go to sleep. And he said, I was going to sleep. And the devil kept saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They're going to repossess your car tomorrow. You haven't made a payment. They're going to repossess your car. You're a traveling preacher and you're not going to have a car. And he said, finally, I just sat up in bed and said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Mr. Devil. I'm going to go to bed and act like the word's true. What are you doing when you're acting like the word's true? Boasting in God. The word is true. Remember what Jehoshaphat said? Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you prosper. Believe Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Is that what he said? Boasting in God. When you believe the word, you're boasting in God. Well, you know the end result. He went to sleep, and the next morning, the phone was ringing very early, and a person called and said, "Uh, uh, I believe the Lord told me to bring this amount of money over, and Brother Hagin said, I believe that's right. Come on over, sister. That's God. Now, we hear those stories, and we think, oh, what a miracle. No, but look what preceded it, boasting in God. Every time you start wringing your hands and worrying about what you're going to do and where the money's coming from, you're saying by action that God is not able. But every time you say, oh, God's got it, Lord, you asked me to do this, amen. Amen. I learned that lesson early on. I was looking at my vision board one day, everything God has asked us to do, and this was some time ago, and I just sat back in my my room, in my office, and just kind of, I said, Lord, how am I going to do everything you're asking us to do? And he said to me, he said, son, you must do it you have to do it I need you to do this that that put a whole new perspective on it for me God needs me to do what he's called me to do if he needs me to do it he's going to provide for it I got to boast in him God needs God needs faith filled strong churches that can do big things fast that's us, that's you, that's me. How oh, we're gonna boast in God. Amen. So how, how's that prime piece of property gonna come? And how are we gonna build that big new building? on that prime piece of property we're going to boast in God God the Bible says that you're the creator of heaven and earth that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and you've given it to the sons of men you know where the property's at you'll lead us to it you'll guide us to it you'll make a way for everything we need father we're just going to boast in you amen, amen. So that's what needs to be heard. Now, look at Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Oh, this is so good. I have done it. I have preached myself happy. Folks, there is so much that I just want to share with you. And I'm just waiting on, on one little more manifestation of this thing that's happening and I'm going to share it with you and we're going to shout for a month. (laughs) You start boasting in God. I'm telling you, you start boasting in the Lord. And so Psalm 118 verse 14, notice this, this is so powerful. Notice this boast. The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. One translation says, Hear the shouts, hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved. Ha, ha, ha. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but live And declare the works of the Lord. Notice the voice of rejoicing is in the dwelling of the righteous. The voice, it says the voice of rejoicing and salvation. Well, the word salvation in the Hebrew is the word mashalim, where we get the word shalom. And it means healing, preservation, peace, uh, uh, restoration, prosperity. So the voice of rejoicing over the salvation of God is heard in the dwelling of the righteous. Ha ha. And then look at the boast. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. And then notice, I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. So the voice of rejoicing. That word voice, it, this is so powerful. It means sound, lightness, here it is, frivolity, being frivolous. And Notice that, lightness. The voice of lightness is in the dwelling of the righteous. Man, you get around some believers and they're so heavy. Amen. They're the Eeyore believers. Brother, what's going on? Well, it could be worse. (coughs) Amen. Well, I just wanted to come pray with you. Glad you noticed. Heavy. Amen. You feel like you need to go home and take a shower? Amen. He says that's not what's in the sound. That's not what's in the dwellings of the righteous. A light sound is in the dwelling of the righteous, a joyful sound, right? And it's of rejoicing. That word rejoicing is a shout of joy, praise, or triumph. A shout of joy, of praise, or of triumph. That's what's in the dwellings of the righteous. That's a key to your manifestation. Every time you think of what you're expecting, get joyful. Start rejoicing over it. Boy, isn't that going to be nice? God, when you do that, boy, that's going to be great. Oh, Father, that's going to look good. Oh, it's going to feel good. That's going to be good. Oh, Lord, right? Because, Because when you begin to do that, all that heaviness starts lifting. As I rejoice, I'm saying what? I won't fail. I will succeed, and then I'm going to tell everybody God did it. Amen. Amen. Because the right hand of the Lord does valiantly, and that means I will not die, but I will live, and I will declare that it was God's works. Every time I see somebody and God has done something for me, I'm going to tell them, Look what God has done for me. I'm going to declare his works. I'm not going to declare the problem, I'm not going to declare how it feels, I'm not going to declare the issue, I'm going to declare the Lord's works, hallelujah, Hallelujah. (laughs) I won't fail, I'll succeed and I'll tell everybody, God did it, you got time for a couple more? Look at Philippians 1 and verse 28. Oh, this is good. And it's got to be in you. Got to be in you. He says, Paul says in verse 28, And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, Which is to them an evident token of perdition. But to you of salvation and that of God. Let me me see that in the Amplified Bible. Because notice he's saying there are adversaries. And do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, proof and seal to them of their impending destruction but a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. And so when the pressure's on, your willingness to rejoice and not be afraid makes your enemy know it's over. There's nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. It's over. Amen. Did did you see that? It is a clear... Sign to them of their impending destruction. Amen. That's so important. Now, in uh, Acts 5 41 42, this is, of course, where Peter and John were brought before the council and they were beaten. And notice it says, they departed from the presence of the Lord rejoicing. The presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Even though they had been warned not to teach or preach anymore in that name. And then they were beaten for teaching and preaching in that name. And it says when they beat them that they started rejoicing. One translation says, so they brought the apostles back in, had them severely beaten. They ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus and then let them go. The apostles left there rejoicing, thrilled that God had considered them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And nothing stopped them. They kept preaching every day in the temple and went from house to house preaching the gospel of Jesus God's anointed one notice that nothing stopped them they weren't thrilled about the beating it wasn't what they were thrilled about nobody's thrilled about a beating you gotta be dumb to be thrilled about a beating yeah beat me up some more no no they, they, they were thrilled they were not rejoicing because they'd been beaten They were rejoicing and thrilled because they had the honor of suffering humiliation for the cause of Jesus. Notice, and nothing stopped them. You cannot stop a believer who will just keep on rejoicing. They buried an old Texas ranger many years ago and on his tombstone, this is what he requested that it be put on it. You cannot stop a man that knows he's right and just keeps coming. You can't stop somebody that knows what rejoicing will do and they just keep doing it. They just keep rejoicing. Amen. Hallelujah. And religion is taking it and saying, well, you know, rejoice for everything you're going through. No, you're not rejoicing for everything you're going through. You're rejoicing because God is bigger than what you're going through and you're boasting in Him and He's bringing you out. Oh, Glory. Don't focus on the beating, focus on the rejoicing. Yeah. Don't talk about how tough it is, focus on coming out. Yeah. Amen. I had a guy tell me one time, Pastor, I'm going through hell. I said, keep going, keep going, keep coming. Don't camp, don't build your, don't build your home there, come on out. Yeah. Amen. Rejoice your way out. Yeah. I'll walk by my wife's desk, uh, uh, office and I'll just stop in the door and I'll go, you know what I'm doing? I'm rejoicing it in. I'm dancing it in. I'm praising it in. Amen. What are you doing? Praising my new building in. What are you doing? Praising my finances in. Amen. Why? I'm rejoicing. I have given, therefore it is given unto me. Now I'm boasting in you, Lord. I have sown and I will reap. Right now you're multiplying seeds sown. Finances are coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money. I receive supply packages every day by the mail, by the email, by the wire transfer. I receive them every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, but you're not gonna make it this time. (laughs) You don't know what I know. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, pastor, I'd feel kind of silly doing that. You won't feel silly when that million shows up. You won't feel you won't feel silly when you dance debt freedom in. You won't feel silly when you dance your body your body well. I'm trying to hurry I, I, I got I actually got two more but I'll, I'll, I'll let's hurry Acts 16 23 and 26 23 through 26 notice this is for the sake of time they laid many stripes on Paul and Silas cast them into the inner prison told the jailer to keep them safe who are receiving such a charge put them in the inner prison put their feet in stocks notice, and at midnight now, here again, the focus has been midnight. Oh, in your midnight, God's going to show up. It might be midnight. But God, I said, God, God doesn't wear a watch. He doesn't even have a clock. <laughs> He's not waiting until midnight. It just happened to be the time. They prayed and sang praises to God. But Ruth's Bible says, mingling petition with songs of praise. And the prisoners were listening to them and enjoying their singing. What did Psalms say? The humble will hear thereof and be glad. In the middle of a prison, the worst prison there was, Paul and Silas are praising God by singing and the other prisoners are hearing them and getting relief because these guys are praising God. Notice, and suddenly, if you're not willing to rejoice, you never get to the suddenly. There's a period of time, falsely accused, falsely convicted, beaten, tortured, put in prison, in the stocks. Amen. And then they started making petition and praising God. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. The foundation of the prison were shaken, and all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. Notice. Prayer and praise. Praises here means to celebrate God in song. They were celebrating God in song. I don't know what they were singing. Don't even want to conjecturalize. But they were celebrating God. Amen. Amen when God brought the children of Israel out and they went across the the Red Sea on dry ground, it says, When the waves closed in on the Egyptians, that all the women and Miriam, who was a prophetess, grabbed the tambourine and began to sing how great God was, how He had drowned the horse and the rider in the sea, how great He was, how magnificent He was. I don't know what they were saying, but they were boasting in God. And their boast produced freedom. But it has to be in you. You can't wait till you're chained to start trying to do it. Amen. There's one more Romans 4. I'll be done. Boasting in the Lord. Boasting in the Lord. Romans 4, 17 through 21. As it is written, I made you a father of many nations, according as before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. So now notice. So there's a key here. Because Abraham is not only is he past the age of of, of producing a child, the picture he has is that body of his, but then he's got to look at his wife, who is not only past the age of, Conceiving a child, she never could have a child. But notice it says, against hope. What is it the manifestation of? Manifestation of your... And we, and we talked about expectation. The base of it is hope. Hope. Who against hope, against the natural expectation... Believed in God's expectation and then notice it says the Phillips translation says that he drew strength from his faith and while giving the glory to God. What's he doing boasting in God God I I can't produce a child Sarah can't have a child Lord thank you I boast in you. You're the one that's going to do this. I give you the glory. I know what my body looks like. I know what I feel like. I know what she looks like. I know what she feels like. But I know what you said. And he said that he believed according to that which was spoken. So shall your seed be. Remember, this goes back to Jehoshaphat. Believe the Lord your God. What did God tell you? That's what you believe. And every time you think about it, you rejoice over what He said to you. And notice what He said would happen. Absolutely convinced that God was able to implement His own promise. God has never told you something that, number one, He doesn't intend to do, and number two, that He's not capable of doing. The one translation says, He grew strong in faith as He gave glory to God. Your rejoicing strengthens your faith. Abraham didn't weaken in faith when he looked at his body that was too old to produce a child. He didn't deny it. He didn't overlook it. He didn't act like it didn't exist. The the Woos Bible says that he knew perfectly well how old he was, and he did not see that as a reason that God couldn't do what he said. Because when the King James uses the word consider doesn't mean just to look. It means to consider something in light of the circumstance. And so he did not look at that and consider it a reason to doubt God. Hallelujah. What did he do? He rejoiced. And his faith was strengthened. Amen. He grew stronger in faith as he glorified God. We're talking about another level of anointing and another level of <laughs> Of, of the spirit realm that we walk in and, and that we're walking in and that, 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 that God is producing. When we laid hands on the young men this morning uh, uh, for sons in the faith and that mantle and that anointing that they're going to begin to flow in. Well, here's, here's the thing, is as we, we begin to flow in that, we got to remember everything God has said to us as a fellowship and as a body. He has told us that this year is the manifestation of our expectation that things are going to happen quicker. I've had so many things happen so, so quickly. I told you this morning, the first two months of the year, if I believed in having a blown mind, mind blown. How did it all happen? Where did it all come from? He said it. Amen. And our part is the rejoicing. Amen. Say it out loud. My part. is rejoicing so I want to here's your homework and you do whatever you want to do with it the sound of joy and rejoicing needs to be heard in your home amen Amen. when you go to bed when you get up the the Lord told me this uh, about something that he's doing for us and he said he woke me up saying this this morning he said every time you think that rejoice not bad think thinking about what he's doing he said rejoice because listen, I'm telling you this under the unction of the Spirit. He's not done giving you favor in that area. He's not finished giving you discounts. He's not finished producing things to your benefit in that area. Every time you think about it, rejoice. Boast in God. Amen. Yeah, but I just don't see how God can can give me this or how He can do this. That's not your job. That's not your part to figure out how He can do it. Your part is to rejoice. In the one that can. When uh, I'll say this and we'll close. When, uh, when uh, Pastor Caldwell was believing God, they were they were in a uh, uh, a shopping center off a of Barrow Road in uh, Little Rock, and uh, uh, you can actually still go there and see the building they were in. Uh, it's, it looks a little different now, but. Uh, they were there, and, and they, were, they were outgrowing it, and they needed somewhere to go. And uh, he drove up Napa Valley Drive, up on the top of that hill, and there was no development there. there was none of, there's, there's a lot of apartment complexes and other things there, neighborhoods. None of that was there then. And he sat on a stump and looked over that, what turned out to be 12 acres. And the Lord gave him a number to go give the people that owned that property. And it was owned by a conglomerate of businessmen. And he went there and he said, uh, you know, I'm building a church and whatnot. We'd like to have this property. And uh, uh, so the first thing they told him was, well, we really don't want to sell the property. I mean, uh, we're not in a hurry to sell it, but give us your offer. And so he gave them the offer. They said, no, no, that no, we're not going to sell it for that. They said, you know, we don't want to sell it. And so he said, he went back and sat back on that stump and he said, okay, now what? Because I did what you told me, now what? And the Lord said, wait three weeks and go offer him $10,000 less. Now, because of the circles we're in, we hear these things. I'm not accusing, I'm just saying, I want you to think about this stuff right. Because we know the end story, they built the church. But, but think about this for a moment. There's that moment of having to not consider. What did God say? God said, go offer him this. And he went and offered. Now, how do you go from, we don't want to sell the property. That's not enough money. To Oh, you'll give us $10,000 less? Done. Boasting in God. Amen. Well, it's there. Every time I drive past it, it's evidence to me. God will do what He said He would do. Amen. It's a memorial. And and it causes rejoicing. Lord, if you did it for Him, you'll do it for me. If you brought them out, you'll bring me out. And people are all too willing to help you. Well, how's it going to happen? And I know you said God said, but pastor, you know how? how... No, we're going to make our boast in him. And the humble will hear and be glad. And let me, let me finish here. So be careful who you talk about your expectation with. All ears are not fitting For your expectation. Amen. Stand up everybody. I hope you got something out of that tonight. I did. Hallelujah. Ha ha ha. We're rejoicing. Thank you Jesus. Good to see everybody tonight. Thank you, Lord. I believe God. Don't you? Yes. Intercessory prayer tomorrow night at 7. Uh, of course, Wednesday night, we'll, we'll, we're getting close to finishing up Galatians. So we'll be on chapter 5 Wednesday night. And uh, then hopefully we can knock it all. It's only six chapters, so hopefully we can knock it out the week after that. And uh, then Sunday morning, uh, of course, Pastor Michelle will be with you. And a Sunday evening as well and we're believing God for great things aren't you yes. amen well come on say it with me tonight the vision of our church will always be to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God and you and I will always be world changers God bless you thank you for joining us for this message we would love to hear from you if you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main@buildfaith.net. At this message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.